Attention friends, family members, co-workers, and random strangers. The following podcast includes filthy language, sexual content, and explicit personal stories. Please listen at your own risk, and we really recommend using headphones. All right. Hi. Fucking candle, Sandra. <laughs> All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Listen, You Beautiful Bitch. This is a shady self-help podcast for our younger selves. And I'm killing it, killing it right now. <laughs> um, we, <laughs> we are four young women in our late 20s who were scared of turning 30 and wanted to start this podcast to give advice to anyone younger than us, older than us, whoever wants to, you know, freaking listen to our advice. We'd love to give it. So welcome back. We're so thankful that everyone is back. My name's Sandra. I'm Hannah. I'm Susie. And I'm Katie. Hey, and yeah, Sandra, I just got back from my honeymoon in Portugal. It was incredible. If you ever want to go to a different country, I would recommend Portugal. It's very neat. Lots of good seafood, lots of port wine, really cool experience. And lots of adventures, it sounds like, which we'll go into at some point. But we're happy you're back. We've missed you. We haven't sat down and recorded in like two weeks, which is a really long time for us. So basic housekeeping stuff. Uh, first and foremost, thank you to everyone who's been listening. Um, we really appreciate your support. It's really cool to hear that people are actually listening to us um, instead of us just like sitting around talking to each other, which we would do anyway. Mm -hmm. So we appreciate you and thank you for the feedback, for the suggestions as far as different topics you'd like to hear. Um, and if you don't mind, please go on and rate, review, subscribe, all those things. We're on pretty much all the podcast platforms at this point. So iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Blueberry, Stitcher. I don't know. It's all on our website, which is listenyoubeautifulbitch.com. And then we're also on Instagram at LYBB underscore podcast. And we have an email, which is LYBBpodcast at gmail.com. So please send us an email if there's something you'd like for us to cover. If there's something we're doing that is driving you fucking nuts, let us know so we can change it. Because um, clearly we don't know what we're doing. So this is the third time we've started this particular episode already because we don't know what we're doing so i'm sorry we can't take turns talking we don't know how sound equipment works we don't know how microphones work none of us are professional performers in any way shape or form well. um we're just having fun with this so thank you for listening for being patient with us we love you we appreciate you and we want to hear from you in addition to that if you are in the charlotte area and you want to join our gang and you know how to use a soundboard and a computer and know how to edit please contact us we need a fifth member who knows what the fuck they're doing or can teach us or we will pay you. Just call us, email us, text us. We don't care. Get in contact with us, please. Yes, please be our Stephen Ray Morris. You can drink with us. You can boss us around. You can basically do everything except talk on this podcast because we only have four microphones. I will give you a shoulder massage. I'll buy a fifth microphone. Then you really can't talk. No! Oh, <laughs> I just drowned our intention candle. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Oh no! Poop. <laughs> Maybe that means the fifth. That's got to be bad luck, right? Idea. <laughs> All right. So hopefully that's not a bad sign as far as our future sound engineer. Please, we need you. We love you already. You're beautiful. Please help us. <laughs> but yeah, moral of the story. Thank you for your patience while we figure this out. We really do appreciate you. We're having a blast with this, and so it's really fun 
to know that other people are listening and enjoying it. So thank you. We already have some things we're working on. The first being talking over each other. So we now have a candle, a talking stick that we hold on to while we talk. So if that was your suggestion, don't send that in. We're working on it. Soon to be a very beautiful glitter dildo. Can't wait for that. Thank you, Hannah. I feel like that's also an incentive for our future sound engineer. <laughs> we got a dildo coming soon. It's going to be suction cupped right in the middle of this table. Just <laughs> hanging out. Also, my Amazon search history is about to go bananas. So I'll keep you updated as far as what they suggest for me to buy in the future. Because apparently a glittery dildo throws off their algorithm significantly. All right. So this is Sandra. I'm the one that made our drinks this episode. So I don't know if any of you remember what a Four loco is. Boy, do I. Yeah, nothing but great experiences with those delights. And I'm the only one in the group who has never had one before. So, you know, that is awful. I'm sorry. I feel like you really should have told us beforehand so we could have gotten you one off of eBay. As frightened as I was to read all of the stories that involved Four Locos, I'm, I'm kind of wishing I could have at least had something to compare to this. But this is obviously, without a doubt, like 10 times better. So, you know. That's true. So anybody who needs a quick history lesson, if you're not a millennial, um, so Gen Z, y'all have no idea what these fucking are. And Gen X, you're probably too smart to have had any of them. So our generation those happy Gen Y millennials, um, had a little phase from 2009 to 2012, something along those lines, where you could buy a malt liquor drink that's also an energy drink with taurine and caffeine and anywhere from 8 to 14% alcohol, depending on the legalities of your state. Um, so after all of these millennial college students were getting alcohol poisoning, blackout, making terrible decisions, dying from Four Locos, <laughs> Um, yeah, because you can pour a lot of Four Locos into a QT cup and take it to class, throwing it out there. Um, they tasted like bullshit, first of <laughs> all, 100%. They tasted horrible. But for 14% alcohol, the things you do for love, right? Um, so, yeah, they've been banned in most states, and Four Locos changed their recipe. They've taken out the taurine. Um, and so now you can't get a classic Four Loco except on eBay. So, Susie, we would have we would have done that for you. Sandra, I wish we could have had that one that you froze. Damn it. Yes. My friends and I, when we found out that they were going to change the Four Loco recipe, we were like, what? This is awesome. We love destroying our brain cells. <laughs> so we froze a Four Loco in time. And then, yeah, in time. And then we waited until we graduated to all drink it together. And it was a very bonding you know, experience. It was wonderful. <laughs> How did it taste? It watered down because you know frozen and then <laughs> they, i don't know but it, can you not remember well we all got a, down on one knee and drank it like it was like so like you were getting iced we were being crowned even better <laughs> so i tried to reinvent this drink today and i think it turned out a lot better because first of all it's not malt liquor it's it's vodka tito's obviously the best Ooh. Keeping it classy, always. Of course. Uh, and then I added uh, this lemonade mixer. It's by Stirrings. Um, added that with vodka. And then at the end, added the Bang Cherry Blade Lemonade Energy Drink. Katie loves those. That's why we did it. I can't attest that it is the best Bang flavor. I discovered these two weeks ago, and I had one every day last week. And I have slept for maybe six hours total <laughs> <laughs> since then. They're fucking awesome. And I'm not going to sleep tonight because it's eight o'clock and we're oh, drinking on one now. So it's all going to be okay. So anyway, 
mix all that together, add some ice. I don't do measurements, so <laughs> no. don't have any of those numbers for you. But you just mix it all together and you drink it. It was a good decision. Even though I do feel like our younger selves are looking back at us and being like, you learned nothing. What have you done? Why would you revisit Four Locos? But this is better. This is a classier way. So lesson to ourselves. Don't drink a Four loco. Make your own. Mm-hmm. And maybe not blackout. Do you guys want to hear a Four loco horror story? Only more than anything. So the last time I had a true Four loco was Halloween 2012 or 2013 one of those and i was in myrtle beach south carolina oh yeah damn i did leave that part out the first time i told this we were in myrtle beach (laughs) and we were standing in line at the nascar hall of fame to go through what was a haunted house and there were four of us and we had six four locos between us can i just say that you left out a lot of the classy details the first time you told this you're in myrtle beach at the NASCAR Hall of Fame? I sure was. I was also with the Octopus Jones crew. If that lets any of you at the table know what the fuck was up. Um, That's ridiculous. Yeah, just a complete shit show. So we're drinking these great Four Locos. They're delicious. Everybody's blackout drunk. At one point, I'm pretty sure my husband Ryan peed inside the building <laughs> while we were waiting to start the tour. Um, I stole... Uh, approximately one purse full of Halloween decorations, which I only found out or remembered later when I picked up my lost purse from the police station before we went home. Uh, We didn't get to finish the haunted house because Ryan and or our friend, it's undecided who it was because they literally don't remember, punched one of the 16-year-old girls that was working in the face because she jumped out and scared them. (laughs) So I told Ryan we were making these tonight. He, I asked him if I could tell that story. And he was like, only if you tell it factually and let the world know that she touched me first. And they're not supposed to touch you. <laughs> so that's a thing. That's the last time I drank Four loco up until right now. So maybe I'm going to punch somebody at work tomorrow. And I fucking hope so. <laughs> All right. So cheers to us. Cheers. And our Four loco revivals. So much better. So usually we would go through and do our compliment circle. But we're going to switch it up for the next couple episodes and go over what we're crying about this week. That way... We don't feel like we're forced to give each other compliments and they seem more sincere when we do do them. Not that we're not all amazing or anything. It's just, it's a little more natural to have compliments come up in normal conversation. I'm so sorry. We've had the four locos, so many four locos at this point. (laughs) (laughs) We just love talking about depressing stuff. One, I'm really drunk. And two, yes, I do love talking about depressing stuff. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to start. And what I'm crying about this week And this is so vain and so stupid, but I'm crying about my fingernails. (laughs) I was a chronic nail biter for years. I finally grew them out. I've been getting SNS at my nail shop for like eight months and they were so long and so beautiful. And I decided last weekend I was going to cheat on my nail tech Andy because he had a really long wait. There's a nail place closer to my house. And I was like, I'll just go there. All SNS is the same. It's going to make my nails super hard. <sighs> Long story short is no. Don't fucking cheat on your nail tech because you will break all your fucking fingernails off by fucking Wednesday and have to go spend another $60 to get them done. Oof. And then you're going to piss Andy off and he's going to judge you. And literally I sat down and he was like, what are we doing? And I laid my nails out and I was like, well, I broke some. I'm going to cut them off. And he was like, who did this? 
And I was like, Andy, I'm so sorry. I was out of town and I had to go somewhere else. And he's like, you cheated on me. And I was like, I did, but I had to. And he was like, that's why they broke. Because you cheated on me. And I was like, Andy, I know I'm never going to do it again. And I'm really not because you don't cheat on your fucking nail tech. Andy was like, who hurt you? Like the Dwight of the office. Where is he? So this is not an exaggeration. He held my hands in his hands and was like, this is so sad. We had grown them so long. And I was like, Andy, I know. Like, I fucking know. My hands feel weird now. They're not my hands. They're some foreign man hand. They're so fucking short. They're like, they just feel weird. Like, they don't scratch as good. Like, my legs oh are my so God. itchy because, like, my skin's so dry. I fucking hate it. And I hate myself for cheating on Andy. I never should have did it. I regret it. My note to my younger self is to last weekend, Katie... It's not fucking worth it. Don't do it. She didn't even do a good job. Fuck her. Poor Katie sent us a picture to our group text and was like, who are these man hands? These are not mine. Little chode fingers. But they look beautiful. They're beautiful. So you're fine. I debated, like, should I get a natural color? That way you can't really tell. Like, they're so short and stubby. And I was like, no. Like, I want to feel pretty, even though I got man hands. And so I got... Sparkle purple, which is something I would not even normally get. And I'm just like, I just look fucking stupid. Who is this? <laughs> Whose hands are these? They're not my hands. Like, just look at them. They, they look they good. Look I don't know what you're saying. They're just not what you're but do you remember what they were? Yes, I do. I do remember. I do remember. But they still look fine right now. Susie, what are you crying about this week? Not drinking beer or eating bread. It's mm. making me very sad and very hangry. So... Luckily for dinner tonight, the girls were nice enough to make some, what was it, cauliflower? It was fucking amazing. Yeah, it was good. So, yeah, I'm trying not to eat bread, but I had half of a top of a burger bun today. So, you know, kind of failed, kind of fell off the wagon, but it's okay. I'm just going to start again tomorrow. It's fine. I'm going to drink it away. <laughs> You're stronger than the rest of us. Ugh. Giving up beer and bread. I, I can't. I just can't. Yeah, I love both of those things so much. I had three quarters of a pie between yesterday and right now, so you're doing pretty good with your half a burger bun. Just three quarters? I would have eaten the whole thing, no lie, but I got up and Ryan had eaten some of it, and I was fucking mad, because I woke up with the intention of eating half of a pie. So, yeah, only three quarters. Hannah, what are you crying about this week? So, I'm a sentimental crier. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I I cry a lot during the Olympics, because I'm just so fucking like. <laughs> I am. I'm a, I'm a proud crier. Um, so this week I had a proud cry on my way to meet Katie. We went for a walk um, on, I guess, Wednesday or something around the Riverwalk area. And I was listening to My Favorite Murder. And it was the live Sacramento episode where they had Paul Holes on that surprised the audience with Paul Holes as a guest appearance. And so this fucking county employee, Paul Holes, who's like a detective for whatever, San Bernardino County or whatever it is. Sacramento's not San Joaquin County. I used to fucking work there. Anyway, he's a county employee. He comes on the stage and gets like this huge standing ovation from all these murderinos. And I just start crying like in my car listening to this podcast because I'm like, I'm just so proud of him. I don't know that fucking guy. (laughs) But yeah, so that's why I cried this week was Paul Holes. He solved, helped solve the... Golden State Killer, the serial killer, spent like 20 years of his life 
investigating this, finally figured it out like days before he was supposed to retire. Yeah, it was, it's amazing. And he's genuinely getting the appreciation that he deserves. And it made me cry like a baby. So that's why I cried this week. Well, <laughs> I cried this week because of my job. Aww. It was really shitty. I shouldn't have cried. I was in this damn meeting. And I'm the type of person that just anytime an emotion comes through me, whether it be mad, uh, sad, happy, you know, I cry. Depending on how severe the emotion is. <laughs> so this emotion was mad and frustrated. So I cried. And I kind of hate myself for it because, no, that people look at it though as weak. They do, mm -hmm. they do, and it just sucks, you know. But whatever, I moved past it. It's all gonna be okay. It really does suck when that's just your natural reaction because you are not weak and you were totally in the right there. And but when you start crying, like as soon as you start crying, it just gets worse because you're mm -hmm. trying to stop yourself from crying, mm -hmm. and you're like, I'm not upset crying. I'm angry crying. Okay, fuck that. But crying. I know it sucks and I'm sorry. Thank you. It does suck. So I know when I'm a mom one day and like it's going to suck because my kid is going to do something wrong. And then I'm going to be like angry at them and then I'm probably going to start crying. They're going to be like, Mom, oh my God, stop. And I'm going to be like, do you stop? Fuck. Give me some wine. God damn it. Mike. Turning into my mother 100%. Does Laura cry when she's mad? Oh yeah, yes, hundred <laughs> yes, she does for sure. She one time broke a coffee pot. <laughs> she was in the um. Her and my dad were like, I don't know what they were arguing about, but she was washing this coffee pot like angrily, like fast. And then it, it, she had already been in a bad mood all day, and then it broke in the sink. And then she's like, just no, no one's even listening to me. And then like runs to her bedroom, and I'm like, Dad, come on, like go talk to her. And he's like, What? Like, what happened? He's like, she's fine. So this happens all the time. I'm like, she's not fine. Like, <laughs> talk to her. And I go back there and talk to her. And she's just, I know it's going to be me one day. Like, 100%. Didn't Laura break the coffee pot at your bachelorette party, too? Is this like a pattern in her life? <laughs> oh, my God, she did. It's because she's so good at cleaning. She just scrubs, 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 scrubs. And then, oh, so aggressive with her coffee pot washing. I love her. I think we all love her. Laura's our spirit animal. Can she be our mascot for the podcast? She'd love that. She needs some love right now. Can you please make like a sticker with just Laura and a pack of paper towels? <gasps> yes. Oh my God. Yes. I'm so excited. I'm going to do it. Yes. Yes. Laura and her paper towels is a, the LYBB mascot. Yep. She is the most beautiful bitch of all the bitches. <laughs> Stay tuned for next week with special guest Laura Darden. <laughs> Straight from Chapin. She's going through a lot right now. My grandma had a stroke oh, and she's oh, just, I know. So she needs that. Definitely make those stickers. Oh my God. I'm going to make some Laura stickers and you can send them. To, you're going for your birthday next week, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'll have them by then. Perfect. Damn. She quick. Anything for Laura. Well, I think we're all perfect and wonderful, even though we have things we're upset about. And I hope everybody's next week is a little bit better. Sandra, I hope you have a good week at work. Hannah, I hope you don't cry at Paul Holes. I mean, for holes. Subculture. It's a hashtag, right? Hot for holes. Yeah, hot for holes. And I think Jones and for Jensen, if you're listening to the Holes and Jensen oh podcast. Susie, I'm drunk and I forgot what you're crying about. Oh, but no, no, no. You know what? I hope you eat some guilt free bread. 
And I hope my fingernails don't break anymore. I mean, they literally can't. They're so fucking short. They can't fucking break anymore. So they're still beautiful. They're just shorter than what you're used to. That's long for me. I've gotten really bad sort of nibbling on mine. So I'm envy. Nail envy right now. Our next topic is breakups. We're talking about either friendship breakups, boyfriend, girlfriend breakups. I would say like even workplace breakups. If you really love where you were. Uh, Mine's boyfriend related. I don't know about the rest of y'all. Right? Probably mm-hmm. mostly boyfriend related. Okay. Sometimes they suck, man. We don't mean for it to be that way. Like, I've never been friends with an ex, ex friend, ex boyfriend. It just doesn't work out in, in the end for me that way. It's usually just a really bad breakup. So, yeah. Susie, you want to start with you? I'm going to ask you what happened with your breakup and then why did it happen? I don't really know why. It just kind of, we dated for three years. I was almost 21. So we were like 18, 19, 20. Yeah. So 18-ish, we started dating. He was 24, so a little older than I was. And we were great, whatever. Basically spent every waking moment together. Then towards the end, sort of started not... He didn't text me for the longest time. Said his phone wasn't working, blah, blah, blah. Had to email him. And then the next day, he basically broke up with me over email after dating for three years. And I was like fuck this, fuck you, I'm going to go apply to the Disney College program out of state because I don't want to be in this fucking state anymore. That'll show him. <laughs> I was just done. I was like, I don't want to be in California. I don't want to be anywhere near where this man breathes, whatever. So I apply and I get denied the first time, which was just like a double whammy. I was like, Aww. fuck this, man. And then we get back together kind of briefly on his terms, very weird terms. Like you have to do this, like mm-hmm. you have to, pay for when we go out like weird and i'm like yeah it was i was dumb and young listen younger self don't do it like don't get back together with him so we basically break up again and this time he totally ghosts me so i reapply to the disney college program ship whatever thing again and i got accepted and then right as i moved out there he emailed me and was like you're right you were the best thing that ever happened to me like i miss you and then i saw him no joke went back to california this past christmas with my mom and my fiance we're walking around downtown santa cruz and we literally see him and he looked like a fucking hobo like the best (laughs) like (laughs) revenge and i think he recognized me briefly but we kind of like looked at each other and he walked off and i was like holy fuck that was so and so my mom was like where let me at him it was was insane it was a weird moment so that's shitty how did you learn and grow from that i mean i think obviously if a guy's gonna break up with you over email after dating for three years that should be a clear warning sign like do not get back together with him and i was way younger and he's like, oh, yeah, you have to pay for this when we go out and you have to pay for this. And was basically totally taking advantage. And I'm like thinking to myself, what the hell? Like, why did I not like I worked part time at like a freaking furniture store and he had like a job job. So I'm like, what the fuck? Why am I paying for everything? This makes no yeah. sense. So I don't know if you guys agree, but I think in general, like probably 90 percent of the time, a good rule of thumb is if you break up with someone, it should probably stay broken up. Like. Stop don't get back together. What do y'all think about that? First of all, I mean, I think it really depends on how the breakup was in the first place. If it was like a mutual thing and y'all kind of want to try it again, maybe, maybe, but yes, for the most part, I believe if it's broken, it's broken. I kind of agree. I think sometimes you just need some space Mm -hmm. from someone, especially if you've been together, like 
all of your time Mm -hmm. for years you kind of lose yourself in that person and you don't know if you love them or if you still need them and sometimes time apart can clarify that but if you're breaking up in a situation like this where he's ghosting you and stuff like that in my experience like don't fucking do that shit don't do it just cut your losses and fucking go yeah in my experiences i never got broken up with i was the one breaking up with the people because they kept fucking up and from my experience i should not have gotten back together with them so i mean that that's just from me you know from my experience i would always ride it out till the end i was always really bad at breaking up with someone until they do it because i don't know how to do this nicely (laughs) i think i've dated literally everyone twice pretty sure that i've done like we've dated we've broken up together because i always have second thoughts and i always regret it Mm -hmm. um and i can think of maybe one time when that was a legitimate regret otherwise it's like no you know it needed to happen so Susie, would you redo anything or would you do anything differently i just wouldn't have gotten back together with him the second time like totally enjoyed the experience i had i think that resulted from that me getting out of my comfort zone and leaving the state for a little bit at a young age but i mean that was no stupid like he was very emotionally abusive and it was just dumb and it it sucks because you know hindsight's 2020 obviously you see that later on like right afterwards you tell all your friends what happened they're like what the hell what are you doing like why did you get back he's not even that cute and he wasn't like i don't know what i was doing so you know (laughs) there's that so speaking of emotional abuse i think that leads really well into my breakup that i want to talk about so i wouldn't say it's the worst breakup i've ever been through like emotionally but it's definitely like the most i guess the worst way that a guy has handled a breakup so in terms of breakups as with lessons learned, this one definitely taught me the most. Um, so I was dating this guy. He was a rebound relationship. So I had just come out of like a really long, serious, loving relationship and had no idea what I was doing with my life. And he was, he pursued me, first of all, hardcore pursued me and later admitted that he like didn't care that I was in a relationship, that he decided he wanted to date me and was going to do anything he could to to get into that. Um, but he was significantly older than me. He was like 14 years older than me and initially seemed like the ideal partner. So like he was strong and he was handsome and like he was compared to like Superman in a lot of ways because he was extremely smart, like crazy smart, um, crazy handsome, very successful, you know, drove a Land Rover and all this, like all the material stuff like all those boxes were checked and we only dated for about six months. Um, but he got so serious so fast. So, I mean, I was still kind of dealing with my own breakup from my serious relationship that I was in. And he was already like getting really possessive and like telling me that he loved me and that he wanted to move in with me and like, we need to be together. And I remember specifically, like I was literally in the process of moving my life back to South Carolina and he was like, hey, I'm at our house and I'm doing things like he was like already doing shit like that. But he I don't know, he just started things started so positively, like he was constantly like showering me with attention and flattery. And he was like giving me gifts and big things. So like a big thing I remember is he was doing laundry at my house one time and my dryer broke down. I had like this really shitty old dryer that I had bought from the previous renters for like 30 bucks like it was something ridiculous and so the dryer broke he's like well I want to buy you a new dryer and I was like I'm not really comfortable with that And he's like no please please and so he convinced me to let 
him buy the new dryer. Fine, whatever. Um, so it was like constantly gift giving and buying stuff for the house, buying stuff for me. Um, he he's the one that bought me the four hundred dollar pencil, the Mont Blanc oh, pencil yeah. that I showed you guys. Oh my God. Yeah, because he's like, you need something beautiful to draw with. <laughs> that kind of shit is he also the one with the colors doing sex <laughs> he was our my color sex guy yep oh, same guy. This guy so you you see where this is going <laughs> um so we broke up uh he i got a text message from my high school boyfriend so high school boyfriend i was 23 at this point 24 somewhere in there and this guy that i dated when i was 17 um, so he texted me and asked if I would like draw a picture of his mom for Mother's Day. Not, and I was like, yeah, sure. And so since it didn't mean anything, like I literally brought it up in conversation. And I was like, yeah, this guy sent me a text message and he wants me to draw his mom for as like a Mother's Day p- present. And this dude went ballistic. Like absolutely, this, this almost 40 year old man at this point went absolutely ape shit over my high school. So school. he was almost 40. How old were you? I was 23 and he was 37. Yep. And so he had been married once before. He was separated from his wife. I know. I know. In hindsight, come on, guys. So many red flags. Um, But this was like his trigger moment. He went absolutely apeshit, like completely shut down on me. And then I think somewhere I have the text message string because he like went totally silent. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go home because you're not talking to me. So I'm just... I'm going to go sleep in my own house tonight. And I texted him goodnight and was like, hey, hope everything's okay. And he's like, it's not okay. And we went into this huge thing and I saved the text messages, like screenshotted it because I was like, this is insane. Absolutely crazy. And I wanted to be able to show people like he's crazy and I'm not. And I did because it was the hard part was like he was a work colleague. I, I met him through work. And so we had a lot of mutual connections. And so the fact that we if things ended it would affect more than just us mm-hmm. and so i was wanted to be able to defend myself basically mm-hmm. of course um so he had a complete meltdown and then um so yeah he was horrible and nasty and said terrible things about me and my family and my friends um was absolutely vicious and then acted like nothing had happened and we could just get back together and it would not be a big deal um to the point where i went over to his house to get my stuff and he threatened to kill himself if I left like curled up in a ball on the floor saying how he had guns in the house and he would kill himself if I left a 37 year old man saying this to a 23 year old woman mm-hmm. like girl 23 year old girl it's fucked up. you know Mm-mm. and so I I left and I called my dad as I was leaving like driving out of his driveway and I was just sobbing and I was like dad I was like I think this guy's gonna kill himself like what do I do and he's like hey I'm coming He's like, just go to your house. I'll be there in a minute. I love you, dad. Don't listen to this podcast, but I love you so much. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And it was like really damaging stuff for me. And so when this guy finally realized that I was not going to forgive him or get back together with him because he was fucking crazy, like he came to my house and he took everything that he thought that he contributed to my house, including my dryer. Homeboy literally ripped the dryer out of my wall and carried it out of the house. What? What the fuck? I am not kidding. So he's like carried the dryer out of the house, um, bags of rice that he had brought over (laughs) my, my fucking butter dish with the butter in it. He's like, I bought this butter dish spoons, spatulas. Like he was so petty. He took everything 
he could possibly imagine that he contributed to my house took it away and he and he had tabs clearly like he remembered what he had purchased versus what I had purchased for my house even though I'd never asked for any of this stuff and then after all of that came in and like tried to get me to take him back Mm -hmm. and I was like what the fuck and I remember him like I was sitting on my floor because he had taken most of my furniture at this point um and I was sitting on my floor and he's like Hannah you're acting like I raped you surely you kind of did like physically you didn't but emotionally you have absolutely fucked with me I think it says a lot about him as a person right there Mm -hmm. with you know you have someone that you've hurt and your first thought is like you're acting like I raped you like that's fucked up that's manipulation in its form completely yes so all that to say what I learned from this was how to recognize the signs of emotional abuse and that's so important because it's so sneaky you know so many people they they end up in these physically abusive relationships and it's obvious you have bruises you're trying to cover your um you know your partner is actually hitting you or doing something to physically hurt you and emotional abuse is just way more subtle and way sneakier um but i remember after getting out of this relationship and he would try and get in contact with me for a while afterwards and i just completely ignored him he used to send gifts to my house like he would i would go outside and there'd be stuff on my front porch that he had left there so clearly he was like driving by we dated for six months period and i told him that i was like hey dude we've only dated for six months he's like hannah we've already dated for six months are you kidding me right now? I mean, are you, are you kidding me right now? And like he just was completely detached from reality, and he was emotionally abusive. And so I remember reading this article after we had broken up, like signs that you're in an emotionally abusive mm-hmm. relationship. And I was reading through, and I was like, check, 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 mm-hmm. check, check. Yeah. So anybody, really scary thing about emotionally re- abusive relationships is that there will eventually be that switch where they're not getting what they need from the emotional abuse and they're going to switch to physical violence. So it sounds like you got lucky that you got out at the six month mark when you did. And it may not be physical to you right away. They may like punch a wall or do Mm -hmm. something and then it escalates to like actual, like to you physical abuse. Like that's, yeah, absolutely. Not, I think that would have happened eventually. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was a big, very strong guy. Took a lot of pride in his his appearance. Like Mm -hmm. we would go to the gym together. Like it would have eventually happened if I'd stuck around. And I think with his wife, his first wife, I think it did get physical sometimes, but of course he was always the victim. So anything Mm -hmm. I heard from that side was always like how she drove him to do things. Mm -hmm. And, and that's essentially, it's just another sign of emotional abuse. All right. So anybody listening, just a quick summary of signs of emotional abuse. I, I want everyone to be familiar with this. Um, because it is subtle and it's hard to pick up when you're in it. And this can also go for regular relationships who not romantic relationships. You can have abusive, emotionally abusive friends. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's an excellent point. So signs of emotional abuse, just, this is a very loose list and there are all kinds of resources online for you to look up and support groups that you can follow. Um, but first there's always like the perfect start and I'm putting perfect in quotes so there's mutual attraction they will give you gifts they flatter you they make you feel so special you know that's normal at the beginning of a relationship it really is but when it moves super fast which is the second sign like if things move so fast if you're still in the middle of breaking up with your ex and they're calling your house their house this is our house this is you know, I love you. I know it's so early, but I just love you. We should move in together. 
things mm-hmm. like that. Those are signs that they are trying to manipulate you and get you into the relationship too early. Um, and then always being together. So they don't want to be apart from you ever. They don't want you to have time to yourself ever. Um, it, they're very protective of you, which is really possessive of you. You know, so at first it seems like, oh, they're just being protective. It's really sweet. They care about me. They don't want me to get hurt. But really, they just want you to be around them. So they always know what you're doing, who you're with, that mm-hmm. type of thing. Mm-hmm. And then they create, the, like, they justify the mistrust of people in your life. Yep. You know, so, like, they don't trust your family members or your friends. And they make it sound so rational why they don't. I'm sorry. I agree with every fucking <laughs> yeah. thing you're saying right yeah. now. It's like, I, it's like, oh, yes, yes, Insane. yes. Fuck. God. Sorry, just had to say that. Yes, no, I mean, I found this this article and I was like, oh my God. And I think, you know, I'm a strong independent woman and I have always been super independent. And then to realize that I, as an independent woman, was in an emotionally abusive relationship, like, fuck, that was so bad for my ego. I feel like this is something that doesn't get discussed in any sort of educational setting. Mm-hmm. Like maybe in health class, they gloss over it, but... Yeah, like I had no idea what the signs of an emotionally abusive relationship were until after I ended one and, you know, found out from alternative resources and I was in my mid-20s. But if I had been taught this in school, like what to look for in an emotionally abusive partner in middle school, I would have never been in that situation or would have been able to get out sooner than after it had done all of its damage, essentially. And I feel like most people who have gone through that who have not yet realized they're in an emotional abuse, emotionally abusive relationship, they're like, oh, no, he's just really caring. He just really mm-hmm. loves you. Mm-hmm. Like, no, bitch, get out. Like, it's don't don't do it. He's not. He's crazy. And that's part of what sucks you into them, too, is they do they make they immediately make themselves like integral into your life like he's buying your washing machine he's buying your groceries Mm. he's always at your house you're always hanging out with him he slowly and very purposefully isolates you from all of your friends Mm -hmm. like he doesn't want you to go out when they're not there it's and it's like oh no he just wants to be around me all the time but it's also like no he's fucking setting you up to completely depend on him so that you're fucked without him I just think back to like that relationship. He literally made me make a new Facebook page and Mm -hmm. would go through who I could add as friends. Like I couldn't have anyone from high school and they could be anyone from high school, like a girl, like some guy. Like I remember I posted some song lyrics on Facebook that were like somewhat drinking related and he had had like a drug problem in the past and he was like, you can't post stuff like that that's ridiculous like you're 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 into drugs whatever blah 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 i was like dude they're just song lyrics like chill the fuck out yeah in hindsight it's so obvious but it's so subtle when it's actually happening to you mm-hmm. you know and like to go back to these the signs because i wrote them all out so i wouldn't forget any like they they make it sound so rational when they're doing these things so like they don't trust people in your life and they make it sound like there's a justifiable reason and so you end up distancing yourself from your friends and your family um either purposefully or not purposefully but just like because you end up not wanting to be around them with your partner you know that's Mm -hmm. kind of the thing and so it's like well I don't really want to go to that because I don't want to take him to that so we'll just stay Mm -hmm. and like you're not even consciously realizing it you're just like I'd rather not go to this family gathering because I don't want to take my boyfriend with me um and and so it's it's just like a it's a a manipulative way to control your life the phrase that sticks out in my mind and it also sucks because it's my favorite yeah 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 song which is i think everybody's favorite is they don't love you like i love you but like that is what my specific 
that I'm ex that I'm thinking about, that is what he would tell me is like, your friends don't love you. Like I love you. They're not mm-hmm. thinking of you. Like I think of you and they don't want to protect you. Like I want to protect you. This guy literally, as we were in the process of breaking up, which I would have broken up a lot faster, but he really drug it out and mm-hmm. try to make it last. One of the steps is that they create all this dependence. And so of course he had like contact with all of my family members. And so he was texting my mom during oh. this breakup and like was really manipulating my mom. Mm-hmm. And she felt so sorry because my mom has the most tender heart and she's the like, sweet giving person and so he was like totally playing on her sympathies and thankfully he crossed the line with her because he told her he was like I think I know Hannah better than you do and she's like are you are you kidding me right now like she's been my daughter for 24 years and Mm -hmm. you think you know her better than I do but he genuinely believed that and so she was like you know you need to give Hannah some time this this and that and like she was on his side essentially and he's like I think I know her better than you do and she's like, oh, fuck you, buddy. We're done here. Um, don't cross Rhonda. Like, she will destroy you. Um, but yeah, it's just they and they don't see that they're in the wrong. And I think that's the, the most dangerous part of being in an emotionally abusive relationship is they genuinely cannot fathom that they are in the wrong here. Like they really do believe that they are the best thing for you. So do you think if you could go back in time and redo anything, what do you think that you would redo? I mean, I wish that I would just know what red flags to look for in the first place. The fact that he and his wife, his first wife, had always had problems and had always gone back and forth. Like, some, I think the biggest takeaway from this, honestly, was what I call my common denominator rule. Like, it, when I was talking to him, he was always the victim. Everything mm-hmm. was always something that had been done against him. If you find someone in your life, and this has been true really since I started thinking about it, if someone has a life and people are always against them or there's always something going wrong with them, Mm -hmm. look for the common denominator. It's usually them. Mm -hmm. Like they are the common factor in this. True. Um, It's not that the world hates them. It's that they're doing something that is causing them to alienate themselves from other people, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I think that's another trap it's easy for us to fall into is like this trap of like, Oh, well I can fix him or like, I understand him or, you know, he's always been so mistreated. Like I'm going to show him what it's like to really be loved. Mm -hmm. And that is such bullshit. It's them. It's not you. Mm -hmm. You can't fix them. It's their problem. Um, really quickly. I do want to go through the rest of these just because I think it's so important. So our signs of emotional abuse, the irrational jealousy, um, I kind of mentioned like they blame past experiences that they've had. So like, Oh, my partner before cheated on me or whatever, like that's a irrational thing. So they, and then you end up overcompensating by being more attentive and more dependent on them essentially. So like, you're like, Oh no, I don't want you to think that I'm cheating on you. So I'm going to spend more time with you. Um, their unpredictable moods and behaviors. Um, they'll swing from really happy to really mm-hmm. upset. Those are all, and like, you feel like you're walking on eggshells around them, mm-hmm. you know, like everything you do, you're like, Oh, how are they going to take this? Mm-hmm. You know, that's not a healthy feeling to have around your partner. You should never feel like you have to worry about what you're going to say and how they're going to react to it. Um, shifting the blame. I already talked about criticism and offensive pet names. So this is, I think later on in the relationships, but they are like subtly degrading you mm-hmm. and making you feel like you don't deserve anyone else and that you're, you're lucky to be with them. I didn't get to the point in my relationship with him. Thankfully, I ended it early enough. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I have heard where like, people will be like, oh, like, you're so stupid. Or, like, good thing I love you. Things like that where mm-hmm. it makes you feel like you're lucky to have them when that's not 
the case, you know, so it's a very manipulative pet name type thing. Um, if they act charming in public, like people are like, oh my gosh, you're so lucky to be with them. And you don't really agree with them, like deep in your heart, you know better. Like, you know, like you don't see them when it's just the two of us. That's a huge red flag mm-hmm. yeah. for emotional abuse. And then the guilt trips, like, especially when you go to end things or if you try to end things or create distance between you and they start making you feel guilty about it. Mm-hmm. That is a huge red flag. People should respect your need for space. You know, I mentioned that the guy I was dating threatened to kill himself. I mean, legitimately, I mm-hmm. tried to end things. When he started blaming me, yelled at me, told me to get the fuck out. And I was like, all right, bye. And then he, and then mm-hmm. he curled up in a ball yep. in his underwear, threw up. I'm not kidding. He threw up. Yeah. He was in his tidy whities on the floor, Walter White style, <laughs> and then threatened to kill himself. And I was like, I have to go. Like, yeah. I, my That's decisions are not... Like I had to, to just tell myself that like you, he is the only one who can make those kinds of decisions. Mm-hmm. I'm not responsible. If he chooses to take his own life, that is not my choice, you know? And that's very, very hard emotionally for someone mm-hmm. to go through. So one, fuck him and his emotional abuse. And, but I, yeah, all of this to say, like, I wish that I had known what to look for beforehand. I wish I'd known what red flags were out there. And I was just young and vulnerable mm-hmm. and, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. And I was flattered and he was handsome and smart and he owned his own company and he was a computer guy. And like, he just seemed so ideal. And in hindsight, I'm like, he was the most damaging person I could yeah. have possibly been with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's my worst breakup. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm sorry. I know I took a lot of time there, but I just feel like it's really important for people to start recognizing signs of emotional abuse because it is so subtle. Um, and it's just, it's worth the airtime. So this may be a longer podcast than normal, but if you're in an emotionally abusive relationship or think you might be, talk to your friends. They love you. They support you. Um, it's not your fault. I want to throw that out there big time. And if you feel that you are in a relationship like that, please check our show notes because I'm going to drop some links for ways to get out and mm-hmm. resources that you can contact to help you get out of that. All right. This is Sandra. I totally agree with everything you said, Hannah. Like, line by line number by number i was like what everything you said what 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 yes yes everything you said like my head was saying all those things back to you so my um breakup story is very similar to hannah's well not well just the emotional abuse part of it extremely similar but i did this guy in college he was uh very different from my previous boyfriend in that he was very caring he was foreign, so there was that. Tall, handsome, spoke a different language, was in pre-med, was going to be a doctor one day. Um, oh, my God, there's just so many things. He was just such a sweetheart and just gave me presents all the time and everything you said. Like, just <laughs> was trying to win over my affection. He did. He did. He won it over. And I was with him for two years, a little over two years. <clears throat> and during that time, he fucked up a lot. He lied he cheated multiple times and I took him back each and every fucking time. And it really sucks now looking back at it because my friends were really, really trying to get me to get out. And I was so annoyed with myself. Like I just kept, cause he was so manipulative. He kept coming back and being like, you know, like I swear, like I love you so much. Like I don't know what's wrong with me. Like I don't know why I keep making these mistakes. Like there's something wrong with me. Yada, yada, yada. Yes, the self-degradation, it's so 
sneaky the way they they do that they'll blame themselves for things Mm -hmm. that make you feel sorry for them Mm -hmm. you know so it's like it almost seems like they're self-aware in the moment but really they're doing it in a way that makes you be like no it's okay I can help you like Mm -hmm. we'll work through this together and I really thought that I could change him like I really thought I could but towards the end you know I definitely realized that I couldn't um, I mean, there were, <clears throat> there were several times. Wow. <laughs> what was that? Did y'all see my mouth? Yeah. <laughs> Did you just throw open your mouth a little? <laughs> Probably because I'm thinking about this guy. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, but there were, there were times where, so I had already found out that he had cheated before and we had like tried to work through it. Yada, yada. And then like, he got a text on his phone and I'm like, who was that? And I'm like, and he's just like, oh, nobody. I'm like, what do you mean? Nobody. And, like, I was becoming fucking crazy. Like, I was becoming that girlfriend that was like, let me see your phone. I need to see that. Like, I, and I'm so like, what the fuck? Why would I be doing that? But I was. I was like, let me see your phone. I need to see it. And he wouldn't show me. And I would freak the fuck out and be like, you're lying to me. And he's like, why don't you trust me? I'm like, you're lying. You won't let me see your phone. And he would not show me. And there were times where it did get aggressive and I would try and grab the phone and he'd push me back like, and it was bad. I mean, it, it was very, very bad. Um, and there were a lot of fights that turned into very physical things that happened and it just sucked. <laughs> and I wish God, I gotta wish, I mean, it, it, I learned a lot from it and, uh, you know, it made me like stop and be like, I don't need to be in a relationship for a long time. <laughs> like I need to find myself because I didn't at that point knew who I was. And I was so upset with myself. Like, I don't know what this character is that's coming out of my body right now, but it's not me. And I hate that he's turning me into somebody that I don't respect. And it really pissed me off that I was becoming some fucking dependent woman. So was there any specific moment or one moment that like led to the big breakup? Like a catalyst? Yeah, I had graduated college and he was, he was a year younger than me. So he was finishing up college and he was supposed to go on this trip to Romania because he's from Romania and he was doing this whole program for med students to go over there and see how they practice medicine in Romania. It was, you know, interesting program, but he left for that trip and before he left, it was like a summertime trip and I was starting my new job that next fall, I think. And, uh, I asked him before he left, I was like, you know, are are you going to fuck up on this trip? Are you going to cheat on me? And he was like, I don't know. Wrong fucking answer. But I'm a fucking idiot. And I stayed with him. I was like, okay, well, just, you know, I I was stupid. I was so fucking stupid. And I could not believe I, anyway, stayed with him all summer. The next fall, he gets back and I look through his phone. I find something, of course. And I confront him and he's like, yeah, I slept around. And then at that point, it turns into another fucking argument. I mean, it was just the same shit over and over and over again. And I still like, like I said, I still feel like what the fuck did it? Why would I, why did I do that? But then that fall, I finally ended it. And I said, we're done. Like I'm done. And over the phone and I was living at my parents' house. We weren't even living together. Um, and he on the phone was like freaking out, crying, you know, so upset. And he was like, he did say, like, I'm throwing up right now. Like, same fucking shit. <laughs> like, it's so weird. Just all of the similarities. Um, and I was like, no, we're done. And then that was that. And then I was single. And I was, this is what's really fucking crazy. I was single, traveling to Charleston for work. Um, 
and there was a guy down there that I knew and we were like kind of talking. Um, and on, during that job, we, we drank like every night <laughs> would go out to bars and we were like all 23, 24, just having fun. Yeah. And, uh, I was staying at this hotel in Charleston and he knew where that hotel was because when I, when we were, to, when we were together, that that's the only hotel we stayed at in Charleston. And it's, so he knew that's where I was because we were texting and talking a little bit, but nothing crazy. It was just like, Hey, how are you? And mm-hmm. I was like mad at myself for even texting him, but <laughs> I was like, good, good. And he's like, where are you at this week? I'm like in Charleston. So he knew where I was. Oh, shit. Um, and no joke. I was out with, uh, my coworkers and met up with that guy that I had been talking to. And then we were going back to my hotel room. <clears throat> we were in our hotel room and I can't remember all the specifics, but I get a call from the front desk and they're like, there's a guy down here for you. Oh my God. Yeah. No, it gets really worse. <laughs> um, I was like, Oh, okay. Can you give me their name? And then they said his name. And I was like, okay, what the fuck? Like, why is he here? Like I had a guy in my room. Okay. Mm. So I go down there and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing here? You need to leave. And he gets all upset, cries and leaves. So then I think everything's over the next night. We go out again and I see that guy again. Cause we're in Charleston. We come back to the inn, and I was really drunk, but basically I remember like, I got into the hotel room, like passed out. And then the guy that I was seeing in Charleston, <clears throat> I'll call him Tim because I don't want to use his name. <laughs> he woke me up and he was like, hey, 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 like shaking me. like." And I opened my eyes and he's in the room <gasps> with us. Oh, my God. How? <gasps> he somehow found oh. my room. And got in. Got in. I guess he knocked on the door and the guy let him in. Oh Fucking cried. Tim. <laughs> Such an idiot. Well, he just, I don't know. And, um... I mean, I'm I, I'm sure the Romanian boyfriend I had probably pushed him out of the way mm. and was like, you know, pushed and just came in. I mean, the guy was like tall, big guy. And I just see him and I think it's a fucking dream. Like, I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm drunk. And I just walk to the bathroom and just lay down on the bathroom floor because I'm just I'm drunk. <laughs> like, I'm fucking drunk and I'm hot. And I'm like, what is happening? Starfish. And I just hear them arguing. And the guy, Tim, and then I'm going to call my ex-boyfriend Vlad, because that's Romanian. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy Tim and Vlad are both arguing and like being like, who should leave? Like, whatever. Like, because Vlad's like, you need to go. And then the Tim guy's like, no, you need to go. And then they go back and forth like that. And then Tim's like, how about we both just go? Smart. Okay. And then they both walk out the door. And I'm like, the door shuts and it's just quiet. And I go into the bed. I wake up and he's in the room again. Vlad? Yeah. This is not a joke. This is a real story. Somehow in my drunk mind, I must have let him in the room. I don't fucking know. I don't remember. But it was very, very bad. I tried to get him to leave. He wouldn't leave. It was very, he took advantage of the whole situation. And it was really fucked up. And it sucked. And I woke up the next day, very hungover, not really knowing what happened because it's still very, very vague. Like in my head, I'm like, did that happen? And it, I mean, it did. It fucking happened. He was piece of shit so I woke up the next day and there was a note that he had written by the phone and it said never talk to me again are you fucking kidding me right now I hope he fucking dies yeah like fucking quote me on that take me to court if he really dies I hope he fucking dies I don't know if it's my fucking sunburn but I'm all like hot and heated (laughs) right now like what the fuck what I mean yeah yeah and I that was the catalyst if you wanted a catalyst that was it 
I mean, it, had, it was already over at that point. You know, I don't know what it is. It's, it was fucking No, awful. fuck him. Fuck him hard. Up the ass. Yeah. When he doesn't want it. Fuck him. Yeah. So if I have to get advice, I mean, I should have ended it so much sooner. I shouldn't have kept talking to him because obviously, I mean, he was a psychopath. Men who emotionally abuse are psychopaths. If you look up the definition mm-hmm. of a psychopath, everything that's listed there is what an emo- like per- someone who emotionally abuses someone is. Just the manipulation and just the, mm-hmm. just everything about it. So that's my story. Katie. So I'm going to break rank and I'm going to talk about breaking up with a friend when it's not your choice. Very recently, I was ghosted by the girl or a girl that I would have considered to be like a best friend. Completely out of the blue. Like we were supposed to hang out on a Saturday. She no showed. But I was like, she's probably drinking. She's probably over. No big deal. Text her on Sunday, no response. Didn't think anything of it because, you know, we're best friends pretty much. Um, and yeah, so I just haven't heard from her since. Like completely cut off, won't return my phone calls, text messages, emails, Instagram message, Facebook messages. No idea why. Like just ghosted out of the blue. You don't have, there's no reason or catalyst that you can think of in terms of why it happened? No. Um we had worked at the same place and I got a new job and I left, but we were still talking pretty much every day for three months or so. So, I mean, still cool, still going to lunch occasionally and stuff like that. I mean, I still considered us friends, so I had literally no idea what happened. Just cut off. Did you like scope around Facebook to see maybe she had like some sort of weird life? Like did someone die? Did she like go through some big depressive I mean, was there something maybe that you noticed that happened? No, not at all. Um, I was friends with her boyfriend on Snapchat, and he, I know he had moved to another state. And, like, two months after she stopped returning any of my messages, like, I saw that she was with him and, like, playing on the beach and stuff. And I just had, like, just not heard from her. So, I know she's not dead. Yeah, well. <laughs> I know nothing terrible, you know, like, yeah. bodily injury or anything like that happened to her, but... All right, so in this instance, because it's almost, in some ways it's more hurtful mm-hmm. to lose, I think, a girlfriend or a, 100%. a friend friend versus in like a relationship. Because, I mean, I think in a, a relationship or a, a romantic relationship, you kind of half expect a breakup. You're always mm-hmm. so- somewhat prepared for it. But to be ghosted by a friend, that's really more hurtful because it, it feels more personal, I would mm-hmm. think. Oh, 100%. I've been ghosted by dudes like mm-hmm. more than once. And it's like, okay, yeah, dudes suck. But, like, this is your girl. Like, you're ride or die, bitch. You're, you've told her all of your weird sex stories and mm-hmm. vice versa. And, like, you've cried to each other and she knows all your, she knows all your secrets. And you know all hers and it's just like, damn, bitch. That's what it was. Like, what was it? I don't know. Did I just waste three, four years of my life being your confidant? What's up? How um, long ago was it when she ghosted you? So it's, what, April right now? Um, January 6th was the day we were supposed to hang out and she didn't show up or didn't text me or anything like that. So yeah. And prior to that, I mean, very seriously, like we saw each other and talked to each other every single day for two or three years. Like this was not like a casual, like, Hey, like let's go out drinking like once a month or something like that. Like, no, like what, I mean, really what I consider to be like a best friend. Yeah, after two or three years, that's y'all had established that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand that. So, what you've had three, almost four months now to 
deal with it? What have you learned from it and how, how have you been growing from it? I mean, it's definitely harder than I was expecting to be because like the first couple weeks I was like, she's probably busy. Like, I know she's upset because her boyfriend moved. Like, maybe she just needed space. And she was also like, I think, trying to find things to like fill her time. Like, she started working out a lot. And I was like, well, maybe she's just busy. Like, I'm busy. She's probably busy. Like, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. but then it comes to a point where it's like, you scroll back and you're like blue message blue message blue message blue message and you're like okay wait like the fuck yeah what's what's up and so like i'm not a a particularly a phone person so like it takes a while for me to like try to call you to reach Mm -hmm. you but it's like she was forwarding my calls like to voicemail like it wasn't it was ringing and then like going to voicemail and i'm like okay so again maybe you're busy so i was like all right well i'll try again like i'll try in the evening like maybe she's at work because yeah. we used to work at the same job i know what it's like you're like you're on your phone all fucking day talking to people that fucking hate you like <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't want to talk on the phone in the middle of the day either like so i'll try you in the evening like but again like just not answering and then it's like okay like last such effort is i'm gonna reach out to you on facebook and i see you fucking read my message oh my god but like you just don't have the two seconds to fucking respond like wow I like I mean I just very seriously like don't understand like and to not have the cojones to just be like listen I'm going through something like if you are friends like you said you are friends you were mm-hmm. friends then she could be like listen I'm sorry there's something going on like I can't whatever I can't do this like breaking up basically but like just say something she read it what the fuck yeah yeah, even saying like, hey, I'm going through a hard time. I don't like I need to focus my energy on something else right yeah. now. Or like, I'm yeah. I'm sorry. I know this makes me a really shitty friend. I just need time to myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I would accept that mm-hmm. rather than yeah, being 100%. ghosted. <laughs> I'm just like, fuck her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, at this point, that's what I'm like, too, because about two months into this, like, and I mean, I'm I don't want to come off like. I'm like calling her every single day and like texting her all the time and stuff like that. Like I was waiting in between all this. I'm busy. Like I got shit going on. I work two fucking jobs. I don't care. Like you can't talk. You can't talk. I understand. Like it got to a point where I was just like, okay, I've been trying to call you for three months. See, you read my Facebook message. You haven't like you don't check your emails. It doesn't come up on your phone. I know it does. Mm. So finally I was just like, I don't know what to do. I called her. I left her a message. And I was like, hey, I love you. You are my friend. I hope you're okay. If you are mad at me, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know what I did. I'm sorry. If you want to talk to me, like, I'm here. I'll see you later. Maybe. I don't know. If you want to call me back, you can. Oh, it makes me so sad for you. Like, I, 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 yeah, I don't understand. God, Sandra, there have been times where you texted me and I forgot to answer. And, like, hours later, you're like, hello. <laughs> now, I'll send, like, there's little memes that are, like, like, SpongeBob's, like, coming out of a window, like... Did you forget about me? He's just like popping up. I sent that to Kristen just the other day, and she was like, "God, fuck! I'm sorry, I forgot to answer you." I'm like, "Yeah, don't forget." That's Even though I do it too sometimes, but don't. It hurt me deep down. I'm so sad. So I can't even imagine what you're going through. Like I would be like going to her house and being like, "What the oh, fuck is going on?" Well, and it's like part of me, like there's a part of me that wants that, like that wants stronger than. that wants well and the other thing is is like i have like some of her stuff she has some of my stuff i'm pretty sure like if we're not cool anymore i don't want your shit i don't want you to have my shit i want my shit back like yeah i don't want that bad juju i mean i can take it to goodwill but that's shitty because it's not mine yeah yeah like 
But the other part of me, and I think this is from boyfriend experiences, is I'm like, you know what? 100% fuck you. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck you for real. Like, I have done nothing but love you and support you. I've never gone behind your back and done anything shitty. Like, I've been a good fucking friend to you. And I've never turned my back on you. Like, if you were there for me. Or you were there for me and I was there for you 100% of the time. So if none of that mattered and you just want to cut me the fuck off, then fuck you. 100% of the time, fuck you. Mm-hmm. But then, like, I was going through my Snapchat stories, mm-hmm. and I was looking for something in particular, and I'm, God, I'm probably going to cry, right. but I found this video of her pretending to be Lieutenant Dan yeah, oh my God. <laughs> at, our old, at our old job, and it was just like, fuck, like, I miss her. I, I swear, I think I remember your Snapchats with her in them, and I thought she looked so funny. Yeah. And fun. I think I remember messaging you and being like, who is that? Yeah. God! Yeah, and, like, that's what makes it worse is because, like, I almost I almost wish we would have had a fight. And she would have been like, fuck you, you're a fucking cunt bitch skank. <laughs> and I could have been like, fuck you, you're a fucking cunt bitch skank. <laughs> and I could have been mad about it. But at this point, I'm like, like, I don't know what I could have done different. And I don't know what caused this. But, like, I'm mad and I'm sad and I miss you and I'm fucking angry at you and I have no I don't even know why like there's no closure or anything there so like to give myself closure I was like I mean I don't know what to do at this point so I just unfriended her everywhere I unfriended her boyfriend from all of my social media I mean what do what do I do just except just forget and move on I guess I get the whole fight thing too because then at least you're like fuck both of us care enough about this to fucking fight about it but if you're just gonna ghost me you're like what did this really mean nothing but listen karma I believe in it fully in all terms, all senses of the word, like whatever. She's never going to make another friend or find another friend like you. Like she's never going to have a girl that's going to like care that much to be like, oh, what the fuck's wrong? Like leave a voicemail. You know what I mean? Like she's Mm -hmm. not. And she'll find that out later on in life. And she's going to be like, what the fuck? I miss Katie. It's going to hit her like a fucking sack of bricks. And she's going to be like, ah, shit. Like, Mm -hmm. fuck. I fucked up. So if you could tell your younger self anything I mean have you thought about it enough to think like what you would do differently or what you wish you could have told yourself to prepare for something like this honestly I don't know I really don't that's, fine. that's an acceptable answer yep. I feel like if I had done something to piss, if I if I did do something to piss her off and I have really racked my brain thinking about what it could be and I just don't know I mean honestly I would probably not do it because I have been I have been that person in like friendships to do some fucked up shit and then have the other person be like I'm not friends with you anymore because you're a fucking cunt bitch skank <laughs> but in this situation I really don't know what I did <laughs> like I mean just college Katie was a piece of shit adult Katie not so much in some aspects I mean I guess if there's anything I could tell myself I probably just need to tell my corner myself this now my today self I mean it's kind of the same thing I said in my letter like there's nothing fucking wrong with you you're perfect and fine the way you are you've put all of your energy not I won't say all my energy but if you've put nothing but good energy into something and it comes back from somebody else being a piece of shit like that's not your fault yeah so that's what I would tell myself it's not your fault because I really don't think it is and not everybody is going to be your friend forever you know yeah, 100%. Friends don't last. I mean, sometimes I think our friendships will last. <laughs> but I'm saying there are some friendships that won't last. And that's okay, you know, because you will find friends who will be there for you forever. 
I was just gonna say there's like a soulmate for every part of your life basically like mm. a person who's only meant to be there for a little bit I fully believe in that like you know and it sucks it's gonna hurt regardless of you know it's a good ending to that relationship or whatever but like they're there to teach you a lesson in a way so I mean it sucks and she's a bitch but you know <laughs> yeah I mean I definitely think looking back on it I don't know that we were necessarily friends because of the situation we were in like yes we worked two feet apart from each other for the better part of two years but we were still friends after that when we went on because we worked at two places together like we met at work I left I got her on at the new place that I worked and then I left that job and went to another job which was in itself a huge mistake (laughs) but I don't I was thinking like maybe we're just situational friends and maybe that's fine but there is still that like I would have liked some hard and fast closure from both sides, not just me finally being like, okay, I guess I give up. Well, hey, you never know. We got closer. Is that because you guys stopped being close? You know, things, I don't know. I mean, that's a good point because I I really do feel like when the four of us started hanging out regularly is kind of when that was on the decline. Mm -hmm. And she was a great friend. She's probably a great friend to the people she's still friends with. I don't know. But... I get more from this 100%. So I love y'all. We love you too. Love you. Let's cheers to. Yeah, cheers to loving. Oh, our currently. (laughs) To currently getting through it (laughs) or to have already gotten through it. Exactly. So this is normally the part where we would move on to our sexual topic. And I know we promised you guys that we were going to talk about blowjobs, but we want to show blowjobs the respect that they deserve. (laughs) And. We've already been talking about some really important topics in terms of emotional abuse and ending relationships, whether they're boyfriends or friend friends. And we don't really want to cut a lot of that because we feel like it's important for our younger selves and for our listeners to know like, that one, if you're in an emotionally abusive relationship, you're not the only one. You're not even close mm-hmm. to the only one. And that other people have the same kinds of experiences that you may be going through. So that being said, we're going to save our sex topic for the next episode. We're going to do a double sex episode for you. So yeah, listen up twice the sex. Uh, we <laughs> promise not to get super emotional unless we just want to cry about how much we fucking love giving blowjobs. I don't know if you guys, but I, I love it. Oh yeah. I fucking love it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sandra over there. That wasn't me. That was my <laughs> mouse. <laughs> nice. Make that sound. <laughs> I was going to say really quick. No, if you are getting emotionally abused, if you're in this situation, you need someone to talk to, please reach out to us because we will respond mm-hmm. and we can help you. Okay. If you just want to talk to anybody, if you don't have anyone to talk to, just, just reach out to us. We're here. Again, uh, LYBB podcast at gmail.com. Send us an email. If you aren't sure if you're in an emotional abusive relationship or if you're just, you have weird relationship issues and you want to run it by someone who doesn't know your boyfriend or doesn't know your husband or whatever send it to us and we'll read it and tell you our opinions we're completely unqualified you know what no we are i'm i'm a social worker so i am qualified yeah. <laughs> so, granted i haven't done social work in several years but i matter. have a bsw and i will listen to your problems um but yeah. other than that we're completely unqualified Free i make terrible up. decisions <laughs> <laughs> Sandra didn't touch the candle. Sandra's also very drunk. I'm very drunk. Susie, are you very drunk? Yeah. Well, not very Hannah? drunk. Hannah? I've weirdly sobered up. Oh. Surprisingly. Yeah, honestly. 
get out. Yeah, I know. No. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, same. You're fine. Um. I'm okay. Happy. I, Susie, are you touching the candle no, right I'm now? No, I'm just happy. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 or if you want to send us an email and you want another topic, if you think of anything between now and whenever the fuck we do our next <laughs> recording session, blowjobs and something else. So send us some ideas. The dirtier the better. Lay it on us. We don't care. We're not ashamed. Yeah. We've probably done it. Um, and I am going to break the rules because we're going to save the what we're loving segment for that as well for that next episode. Um, but one of the things I had on my list as far as things I'm loving this week is I was going to say that I'm really loving you guys like the four of me too. (laughs) I love all y'all so much. No, Katie and I talked about this a little bit. I'm touching the candle. (laughs) No, it's really hard to find good friends as an adult. You know, we're, yeah. we don't have college to unite us or anything like that. And so I'm just really grateful for the three of you that we can hang out and we can have these serious conversations. And I feel like I can trust y'all and turn to you with any issues that we have. And I've found this podcast so fulfilling and so therapeutic. Oof. And I just, I love you guys. And I'm, I'm really grateful for all of you. I love y'all too. I love y'all a whole lot. And I've missed seeing you every Monday. Sandra, you're not allowed to go on vacation anymore. Nope. <laughs> Please don't leave the country because I need you here every Monday for my mental and emotional support. <laughs> Te amo, sus amigas. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch spends 10 days in Portugal and thinks she's better than us. That's Spanish too. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll be back next week with lots of sex, a lot less crying, and we love you guys. So listen, subscribe, rate, review, follow us on Instagram. Send us emails, whatever. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. Later, bitches. Bye. Bye. We're going to go watch Game of Thrones. Bye. (laughs) This has been Listen, You Beautiful Bitch, a shady self-help podcast for our younger selves. We hope that you like what you heard. So if you did, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe at wherever you listen to your podcast so you don't miss any new episodes. Later, bitches.